Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hail and well met adventurers and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I thought I could do it all in one breath, but that does not turn out to be true. I am Dennis Stever, and I play Astra Blood, buffet-addled half-elf oracle, who is exactly who she says she is, and I am joined by... I'm Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit resort spa paladin who is eager to help and flex. I'm Caitlin Statehar, and I play Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and for cheese. Hey, I'm Paul Lukemeyer. I play Zelf, who's an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high stakes world of magical cooking. And we are, of course, today led by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, how are your cats today? They're both very contemplative right now. Oh, that's good energy to bring to a high-stakes <laughs> D&D podcast. <laughs> Speaking of cats, we left off at the Adventurer's Guild. A fey creature of some origin has picked up a map that Astra had tried to discard and seems to be primed for mischief. And so, <laughs> Astra, if you would like to roll a d4... If we want to say one is uh, full mischief. Oh, no. (laughs) And four. I don't think it's a fully antagonistic being. So maybe some sort of positive mischief on a four, negative mischief on a one. Yeah, positive by accident. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at a pyramid. I'm priming my finger to click it. I'm trying to think if there's anything I can do to change the course of the events. But I think I've just got to let it happen and then react. That's what a hero does, and that's uh, what I, Astra, am, so just gonna... I'm so nervous right now, guys. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. oh! Yeah, that's a four. I rolled a four, Justin. Hey, Justin, what happens? So, Astra, you see the little stranger with the map kind of tucked into its mouth. It trots along, running in between people's legs. Sometimes it kind of blips out of reality entirely. You see it starts to climb up Cassian's cape, like a cat Mm. clawing at curtains. It's Mm -hmm. pulling itself up with its multiple legs. He doesn't seem to notice at all. This is kind of an ethereal creature. But Astra, you see the little stranger tucks the map right in the back where his (laughs) armor meets his cape. (sighs) Okay, well, Astra is going to say under her breath, 
Oh, yeah, that's a stranger. Okay. <laughs> Good. Ephemeral fey creature. Good. I guess this is probably the first time the team has seen... I think I caught a glimpse of it and yes. was concerned due to my rodential <laughs> nature. If you have seen it, it's not a consistent shape. It's cat-like, but with an inconsistent number of eyes and legs. <sighs> so it varies uh, from moment to moment how many it has of both of those things. You look at it and you're like, that's a cat-ish. Well, cats can take all kinds of shapes. Sometimes yeah. they're bread. Sometimes they're blobs. <laughs> yeah, I think Zelf, despite of having high intelligence, he doesn't always put things together unless it's food related. So probably he's like, wow, this dungeon, it's already kind of crazy. That's definitely Johnny's take on it. He'll probably be like, whoa, living shadows. <laughs> I feel that Patty, again, continues to feel concerned about her physical safety and status as possibly a snack. You all know Patty's a snack, though. So the little stranger is cat-sized, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as you know. As far as any of us know, yeah. So still less mass than Patty, but I respect her instincts. Well, fucking fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. But there was a part of me that was like, are we just going to not do this dungeon that Justin is making? <laughs> is this the end? Are we done with this podcast? <laughs> So the paladins don't find anything on you. Yes. The bento box map, it doesn't pick anything up. <laughs> yes. Super undetectable bento box map technique. I would love it if we beat the fae, but the bento is still too stupid. Once you guys are past the checkpoint, your squad is led to a winding stone staircase that delves underneath the guild hall. You descend a good four or five flights before you finally exit into a narrow torchlit tunnel that wraps around the entirety of the dungeon's perimeter. The guildmaster, Shalindra, she asks for one cadet from each squad to step forward and to draw a straw to determine your starting location. She explains that there are eight different entrances to the dungeon. Each one is equidistant from the center, and for fairness, the squad's positions will be randomized. Aster steps forward for your group and pulls door number four, which... Jenna rolled the D8 for it in the last session and we didn't record. <laughs> There's a tense, quiet excitement as all the squads part ways and you guys are now waiting alone for the doors to open and for the game to begin. At this point, I'm going to stop for a second and review the rules of the competition. The idea is to be the fastest to reach the center of the dungeon, grab the flag that matches your squad, and then leave. You don't have to leave the dungeon where you started. You can go out any of the exits that you choose. All members of the squad have to be present when you finish mm. for it to count. You can't leave anybody behind. What about Manuel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not part of the team. He's <laughs> waiting for you guys in the guild. Zelf, tell me that you made the bento a four-part and not a five-part bento. <laughs> Manny's usually responsible for his own meals. <laughs> oh, <no. Sad. laughs> If you guys take over an hour, you'll be automatically eliminated. You won't be eligible for any of the prizes. You cannot have any physical altercations with any other squad. No touching or interfering with any of their flags once you get to the center. Each of you succeeded really well in one of your training with your commanders. Johnny, you showed exceptional physical prowess with Taft Warsaw. <laughs> you have the ability to encourage the entire party to hustle. So normally you guys can move the four squares in one minute. By hustling, you can make the group move at double speed, but you'll take a minus five penalty to all your perception skill checks. Any checks that you're making to identify landmarks or hazards. Ooh. So you can do this a number of minutes equal to one plus your constitution modifier. Oh, I'm going to set the 
the clock here correctly. Wait, is this happening in real time? It's not happening in real time, but... Uh, but it is timed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he set the game clock to noon. Yeah, as you guys do stuff, I'll add it to the clock. Anxiety increasing! <laughs> <laughs> if what happens is we take one step into the dungeon and the door, I assume, creaks ominously behind us and Aster goes, Say, did any of you pack a watch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have a light source? It seems like the fog of war you is not. Do not have a light source, uh, and you may or may not be a character that can see in the dark. Well, I have great news. Zelf and I both have low light vision. Well, that's true. Gosh, I guess I should have said I was taking in a watch and, and a sunrod, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have dark vision, and I'm betting that the rat oh, folk has I some was sort of. Gonna say I don't know for sure, but as a rat, I feel that I should be able to see in the dark. <laughs> rat folk also have dark vision, sixty feet. We're so nocturnal. Oh, I was so excited about low light, and then you trumped me. I forgot I have magic, um, and that this is a magic world. So I do have light as a magic spell that I can cast. It's an erision, so I can just cast it whenever. So I do that. It's normal light where we're at. It decreases from there. Kind of like how light works. It, oh, that's cool. kind of how the spell works. What do you make glow? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think I just have, pull out like a coin from my pocket and light that. And just kind of hold that up as like a weird, kind of like a flashlight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you turned up the brightness on your phone. And the smug grin that Astra has is just glowing. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> the Aeropeak Dungeon is extremely dark, but you fill the area with light as you do this. You're able to see now that it kind of tees off in an intersection now. You can either go left or right. Should it be a flip a coin? Ooh, I've got my coin here. Hold on. Let me flip it. Let's flip the glowing <laughs> coin. Tails left, heads right? Sure. I say we head right. Hey, yeah. you're right. Johnny, you guessed it. Let's head right. Uh, our right or? Oh, God. <laughs> I was going if my character's right. Do you ever feel like you're some sort of disembodied overhead spirit? As you guys walk straight down this corridor, you hear a heated conversation in front of you. Ooh. In common? In common, yes. And as you get closer, you guys see ahead of you a low-level Adventurer's Guild like tour guide. He's in a heated argument with a man who looks very much like a noble. <gasps> Any of you have knowledge noble, you can make that check now. Oh, I definitely do. How else will I know who my clientele are? <laughs> <laughs> I want to add inspiration to that for a total of 19. Wonderful. You recognize this man as Duke Seville Marth, the Duke of Mielnor. That's a big shot. That's a big cheese right there. Duke Marth is an extremely influential noble in Mielnor. He's not a likable person. You know that he has been trying to get his own restaurant off the ground. While he has a lot of money, he doesn't come from a line of Mjolnir chefs. And so that is a mm. point of embarrassment That'll for him. It. So he's really <laughs> trying to get something going. You have seen him give similar tirades in the restaurant district <laughs> as he's dressing down this Adventurer's Guild member. It reminds you fondly of home. <laughs> With uh, that high knowledge nobility role, you can also greet him in a manner that will show respect. Oh, I would love to. Zelf leans over to his team and says, this is the Duke Mielnor. I want to see what he's here for. He's kind of buttoning in on our dungeon time, but okay. <laughs> 
while I see him arguing, am I able to infer the content of why he's yelling at this adventure? Yes. As you approach, you overhear the conversation. The tour guide is trying to get him to leave. He was supposed to have cleared out before you guys entered. <laughs> yeah. And now you see he is like throwing a little pouty fit here uh, and refusing to leave. Got it. Uh, well, Zelf is going to find an opportune moment to butt in. You know, the first one, he's not going to wait for it. Uh, and he'll introduce himself in a way that is appropriate for a noble. Take off his chef's hat and bow and say, what seems to be the trouble here? Sirs. Duke Marth looks you up and down. Finally, somebody here is listening to what I have to say. I cannot leave this place until I find my family signet ring. I lost it, and this plebeian wants me to just leave it here for any riffraff to find. Can you imagine what someone could do with a ring with my family's crest on it? It's absurd. I'd never <laughs> let it happen. You see stars appear in Astra's eyes as she, a riffraff, thinks about what she could do. <laughs> riffraff, you say? <laughs> Patty, on the other hand, sees with this bourgeoisie <laughs> negative statements towards the common man. Well, unfortunately, sir, our teams here have reservations in this dungeon, but we're all hardened adventurers. Maybe we can help you find your ring. Do you remember where you lost it? Somewhere south of here. I don't know exactly what direction that is. I'm a bit turned around, but they told me they were taking me up to the northeast exit. So I assume that that's where I am now. If you do find my ring and you bring it back to me, I will reward you handsomely. I'll give you 500 gold for your discretion. Hacha. Self holds his hand out to shake or whatever the guy wants to do with it and says, <laughs> Hello, my friend. My name's Self. I'm an upcoming chef in Mielnor. Maybe you've seen my name on magazines. Maybe not. I've certainly <laughs> seen yours. I'd love to find your ring and return it to you. I'll be waiting here for you. Wait, he's going to wait in the dungeon? Yes, he's still refusing to leave until the ring is brought back to him here. Yeah, Zelf has no persuasion or bluff or any of those social skills, so he's not prepared to make a case for this guy to do anything different. He just wanted <laughs> to find out what the situation was. My excellencies, if I may intercede. <laughs> Johnny is a very sociable character and does have diplomacy. Perhaps the great duke would rather find the outside air to be more appreciable than this dank, musty corridor filled with the sweat of rank plebeians, as I believe he has said earlier. And I will roll diplomacy. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, 26. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. It felt like a 26. And you're loving the character work so much. <laughs> the Duke is hesitant, but he hears you speak, and it does fill him with a sense of calm. He's not sure why, <laughs> but he believes that you are the type of adventurer who could find his ring and bring it back to him, even if you don't understand how important it is or why. Yeah. He knows that you're good for your word to do a fetch quest. He <laughs> nods his head slightly and agrees to leave. The Adventurer's Guild member who's with him thanks you. I definitely <laughs> give him like a fist bump or like a thumbs up or whatever on the sly. The two of them start to head out and you guys are back to whatever you want to do. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm very relieved that we no longer have to exit through this exact exit because this little man is waiting for us. <laughs> Well, it looks like we've got another... Well, this isn't really a T-bend. This is more of a an upside-down L-bend. <laughs> do we want to go south towards where we think the ring might be, or do we want to go right? 
If we're at the northeast exit, then we're going to want to go southwest, and both of these directions are going to make progress there. So True. I noticed that Justin is just turning the clock up. <laughs> yeah. I just watched you guys go. <laughs> Should we be hustling now? Yeah, I was think? just thinking Ooh. about that. If we're just kind of covering yeah. ground. Andrew, do it. Gang, let's move. Teamwork power! Teamwork and friendship! Astra and Patty, you hear sounds to your right that sounds like gears grinding together like metal on metal. Mm. Astra's gonna fall back and say, Gang, the dungeon is afoot. I can see off to our left there's some sort of uh, person with a torch. He's wearing a uniform. On the other side, I can hear some metal grinding, which in a dungeon I think is bad news. I can also see a tiny little corridor up in front of us. This might be map time. I'm not just saying that because I'm hungry, but... (laughs) (laughs) Definitely sounds like map time. After that hustling. And snack time. Self, his ear twitches when somebody mentions that it's lunchtime, and he pulls the ventas <laughs> out and organizes them. Zelf, you recognize that you guys have been currently headed in the west direction. So down on the map that you're looking at now. Oh my god, I, I love that north wasn't north for us, <laughs> you sly weasel. <laughs> All right, everybody, if you look at this section here, this chicken nugget, is where we want to get to, obviously. And I'm going to move this cherry tomato. This is where we are. I've never had cherry tomatoes before. This is so good. Well, it's too early to eat us. We have to find our way back. I'm so worried that we're going to approach the Adventure Guild member and it's going to be like a Pokemon battle. Like, it's just going to go... Oh, yeah, right. We lie, guys. I feel like the Adventurer's Guild member is, A, not in the direction we're trying to go, and B, just potential for tomfoolery. So unless someone is strongly inclined. I think he probably got injured by a monster when he was trying to leave, and he's going <laughs> to die without our help. We don't have to help him. We should help him. You, you can see that he's standing at post, like as if he's on a, a guard duty. He seems perfectly fine. Oh, never mind. Oh. Here's my idea. What if we... We should not split the party, except in this one hallway. Maybe some of us go and check out this dude, and a couple of us go and check out that loud sound. I am not a particularly stealthy person, so maybe not me with the sounds. I'm pretty sneaky. I could do a little sneaking around to check out these mystery sounds. Johnny, where are you wanting to go? Uh, I was going to go with Astra, unless no one's going with Patty, in which case we'll do Team Dark Vision. (laughs) (laughs) Patty's riding solo right now, which is probably not ideal. Go with Patty. You can trust me to talk to this person in a normal way. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys want to split? Yeah, we're going to split. All right. Not permanently, though, just to make clear. (laughs) We're not splitting the party. We're just momentarily, briefly going in different directions. Uh, Yeah, to commit to that ideal, Zelf is going to stay at the intersection because the way that'll get them to the flags the fastest is if they just continue going forward. Patty and Johnny, are you two attempting to be sneaky as you do this? Yes, I want to be sneaky. I don't know if Johnny is capable of being (laughs) sneaky. I'm not really capable of being (laughs) sneaky, so I'm going to let Patty hide in my distraction. As Johnny lumbers ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Patty, if you want to make a stealth check. Sneaky Patty. Have my sword out. Oh, yeah. You're very sneaky. Very sneaky. Sneaky Mm. Patty. 
Astro, what would you like to do talking to this Adventurer's Guild man? So you said he was standing at post, right? Yes. And you see, like, right in front of you, behind him, is like a tunnel leading deeper into the dungeon. So Astro's going to walk up real casual-like and say, (laughs) Dungeon work, huh? This tunnel is a bit more dangerous than some of the others, so I'm just warning anybody who happens to come through here that it does go a bit further underground before coming out into the southeast quarter. Interesting. Have you ever been down there? Oh, yes, plenty of time. The only place that is fully forbidden is the third floor of the Arrow Peak Dungeon. It is not at all conquered in any way. It's just rampant with monsters. Gosh, that sounds really scary. <laughs> it may be for the average folk, yes, but as a member of the Adventurers Guild, bravery is what we're known for. Is there anything worth going down that tunnel for, do you think? He says, the reward of adventure. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. And <laughs> 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 <Astrally. laughs> Johnny and Patty, you see right in front of you is an ancient stone bridge going across a deep chasm in the darkness. Even with your dark vision, you can't really see the bottom of it. Johnny, you see littered all around in the rocks, terraforming equipment from back during the Great War. You recognize it as Riscarian, as Dwarven. As you guys approach, the sound stops entirely. Mm. Johnny will slowly start moving out across the bridge. Patty doesn't want to be left behind, so she's coming along. (laughs) So as you guys step out onto the bridge, you hear this chittering noise from behind you. Oh, no. The sound of the gears grinding start back up again. And then I'm going to ask you both to make a reflex save. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, what kind of rolls did you guys get? <laughs> I rolled a 19, so I'm doing all right. But, oh, no. Caitlin rolled uh, a one. I'm sorry, Andrew. Can I have you double check what those rolls were? Because I don't think you were the one that rolled the 19, buddy. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure that I ended up with a 26 and Johnny ended up with an 8. Oh, God. (laughs) That number is red because it was a natural one. Oh, no. Johnny. Johnny, out of the corner of your eye, you see these little creatures that have haunted your nightmares since the Great War. They are a bane of Bresgris. They are tiny little gremlins. Ah! (laughs) Two of them together are leveraging a large piece of terraforming equipment, which they fire off at the bridge that you're standing on. (laughs) Oh, no. As it hits, (laughs) Patty, you move quickly. You are able, with your fast rat reflexes, to make it to the other side of the bridge. Go rat feet. (laughs) Go rat feet. Johnny, on the other hand, he falls. Oh, Johnny. Uh, It feels like it's going forever. When you finally hit the bottom, uh, you take 23 points of bludgeoning uh, damage. Oh, Johnny. This is going to teach us to never split the party. (laughs) (laughs) Patty, you see that the two gremlins, one of them moves to the edge of the bridge, looking down at Johnny. The other one leaps to the other side of the bridge where you are. I guess at this point, I will have the two of you roll initiative. 
All How exciting. Right. First combat, first blood. I'm so excited. First blood goes to the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Johnny, you are at the bottom of this pit. It's going to take a climb check to get out. What would you like to do? I'm going to use lay on hands on myself as a swift action to heal some hit points. What does it look like when you lay hands on yourself? <laughs> is it a gentle caress or is it it's more very like you sexy. Mm. It's like <laughs> <laughs> So the other power that Johnny has is touch of luck. So I imagine he's got like a luck hand and like a healing hand. Okay. Tell us more. He like rubs them together and gets them warmed up. And then he, like, hits, like, the sore muscle spot or something like that. So it's like a heat rub thing. Oh, okay. he's leveraging his spa powers. Exactly. <laughs> I love that he's, like, a Reiki healer. Yeah. But for real. <laughs> I am in heavy armor, so I don't know if I'll be able to climb out without some sort of rope or something else. Otherwise, I'm going to have to try and find a way around. So Astra and Zelf, the two of you are able to hear the bridge <laughs> collapsing. You are a distance away, but I will say that on round five, you guys will appear. This feels like a good time to hustle. Oh, does it? Okay. <laughs> if there's ever an opportune moment. I guess. I was thinking that maybe this is the moment Astra and Zelf bond. <laughs> Just go their own way. <laughs> If this is what their sneaking sounds like, we can find them later. No problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. We did send them off to sneak. Uh, and then we heard <laughs> a bridge collapse. <laughs> okay, let's hustle. Using the hustle, I'll say at the start of round three, the two of you arrive. And we'll be on initiative order. Cool. So it is the gremlin's turn. This little gremlin uh, is going to attempt to attack Patty. Yeah, you can try. <laughs> <laughs> so it has a warhammer, a tiny, adorable little warhammer, which it swings at you. It rolled a seven. Do you know what your AC is, Patty? I have 18. It swings at you with its hammer, but it's so small and cute and ineffective. It doesn't really do anything. It bites down on you, but it's like a pinch at best. And I laugh in its face. <laughs> <laughs> And it is your turn, Patty. What would you like to do? I want to chop it in half with my machete. <laughs> yeah. yeah! That's my machete noise. You swing with your machete and you strike it for five yeah. damage. It's Take not that. quite rended in half, but you've taken a good like halfway through it. Yes! <laughs> and then the other gremlin is going to leap down and attack Johnny with his warhammer as kind of a charge from above, just falling onto him. Does a 14 hit? That does not. I have a 21 AC. Whoa. It lands <laughs> on top of you, and it's just like a little tap. Nice little tap. Bonk. Whatever. And we are on round two. Johnny, what do you want to do? These guys were an actual like terror and threat for machinery for the Riskarian War and stuff, right? Like that's why they're down here with all this dwarven mining equipment. Yes. You know when they get into groups they can take down even like the most elaborate constructs. They're smarter than a lot of standard humanoids. They especially have a knack when it comes to like engineering and devices. Alright, I'm gonna use my Blade of Mercy and hitting this dude with some dual damage. And I'm gonna power attack, and because of Furious Focus, I don't take a penalty mm -hmm. on this first attack roll. Which definitely hits. 
and then I deal 19 subdual damage. How did you deal 19 damage? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see how big his greatsword is? My greatsword is 2d6 plus 1 for magic and then plus 6 for my strength bonus. Plus 6 for strength. And then because of my power attack, I get an additional plus 6 for damage. Ridiculous. Whatever. And then because I'm doing subdual damage, I get plus one damage. <laughs> it is fully unconscious. <laughs> I just beat him. Its little body just collapses Aww. on the ground. Now I feel bad for almost cutting mine in half. <laughs> Johnny's like, oh, that's kind of cute, you know. Aww. The one that is next to you, Patty, is going to attempt to attack you again with its hammer and its bite. Oh, it is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) This is just kind of sad. An absolute failure. It's like uh, mewling babies. Uh, Patty, what would you like to do? Okay, now I feel really bad that it's like almost cut in half and feebly trying to attack (laughs) me. So I'm just going to hit it with my machete again to hopefully put it out of its misery. So let's hit him with the machete. Oh, no. Oh, no. Unsuccessfully. Not just unsuccessful. I mean, you got a little cocky. You started to feel (laughs) sorry for it. You thought it was pathetic. And you underestimate how fast they are. It's little and it's spry. Astra and Zelf, if you want to roll initiative. Johnny, it's back to you, bud. I've got this passed out gremlin. I guess I will sort of stuff him in my satchel. Then I'm going to use his tiny warhammer and tie it with a rope and tie it to an arrow. The other gremlin, the one that's still alive, Patty, it is laughing at you for missing it, but all of a sudden, it's like it's distracted. Even though it's not Uh looking over there and they're pretty far away, it's as if it senses Astra approaching. And it turns (laughs) and it is going to attempt to leap over the bridge there that's busted. Stop me if there's no way Zelf would know this, but is a gremlin a type of fae? I will let you make a knowledge check. And if you want to do it as part of like studying a target, you can do that as well, Zelf. Oh, I would love to. Johnny, you're going to get an attack of opportunity on this gremlin. So it leaps and starts really making a mockery of you as fast as it is, like moving along the rock walls, climbing up as if it's second nature, racing towards Astra. My brow furrows and I'm just like, oh, you little, and also take a swipe at it again with a blade of mercy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one is also absolutely destroyed. <laughs> and I will also toss it in my bag. Hey, guys, they're really cute. You know, they're actually really smart. We might be able to use them to help in this dungeon is what I was thinking. Um, but also I'm stuck. <laughs> Can anyone help me? (laughs) Otherwise, go on without me. I don't want to slow you down. One of the things in the default adventures kit is like a 50-foot spool of rope. So Zelf is going to start unspooling that. I got a 24 on my knowledge nature check. Do I know anything about gremlins? Yes, you know absolutely that they are fey. Oh, boy. (laughs) Zelf, you know that they're evil creatures as well. Prefer to live underground, and they prefer to live in groups. But these are the only two that you see around here. Well, as Self looks for something to tie off, he's going to say, I think those gremlins might be more dangerous to us than useful. They're kind of a wild card. Any Anything <laughs> that deals with Faye is unpredictable. Ain't that the truth? Just to point out another problem that you have, Patty is on the other <laughs> side of the bridge. I was just <laughs> noticing that myself. <laughs> just to point out how else you fucked up. 
Patty, let's meet in the middle of the dungeon. No, I don't want to be by myself. (laughs) Astra wants to call out, well, I found some stairs that lead down. I bet they probably connect to where you are, Johnny. Patty, if you could get back across, we could maybe like do a little spelunking. So that's a good idea, Astra. I'm going to go look for the stairs. Do you know where they are? I can't really see anything. Oh boy, how to describe this when I don't know directions. Uh- <laughs> wow, have I had time to throw the rope down yet? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, to climb a rope, I think the DC is, it's really low, right? Uh, yeah, a DC of zero. Yeah, Astra's going to be talking the entire time Johnny climbs his way up. Yeah, it's sort of like, um, it's not quite north, but it's like back the way we came. So if you think about <laughs> yeah, the cardinal yeah. directions okay. in terms of where yeah. we've been, it's sort Got of it. like back the way. Oh, Johnny, you made it. Okay. No, I was still listening. I needed to see you so I could hear you better. Where do I need to go for the stairs? I'm sorry. All those muscles are good for something, I guess. I don't think I took the stairs, Astra. And then he like opens the bag. He's like, anyway, I got us these things. He still has the two gremlins in this bag. One of which is halfway cut in half. He looks a little hurt, but I think we could take care of him. Oh, boy. I think we should leave them here. You know what they say? Take nothing but photographs and leave nothing but footprints. What the hell is a photograph? Now that the rope that has dangled down for Johnny, we don't need it for that. Can we throw the other end to Patty? Or would she rather climb down and then climb back up? So Patty's pretty good at climbing. She's willing to make an attempt. I think, honestly, (laughs) she'll be able to make a climb check easy. Okay, let's do that. Let's see. Ooh. No! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm supposed to be good at climbing. Guys, being fourth level hurts. Oh, Patty. Hey, Patty, what'd you get? Well, I have a six now, but I rolled a one. <laughs> Patty, make another reflex save to attempt to grab yourself as you fall. Lord have mercy. Nice. Okay. Whew. Oh, okay, great. A 17, that's more like you it. You are able to catch yourself so you don't take any damage as you kind of tumble down to the bottom of this pit and you can <laughs> climb up the rope and join the others now. I'm glad that our group is done falling into the cavernous <laughs> oh, no. broken bridge pit. You think we're done? It never ends. Zulf, <laughs> you don't want a gremlin, do you? Well, I bet they'd be great lightly breaded. No! I knew Zelf was going to want to eat the gremlins. I totally was thinking that. Johnny's like, yeah, yeah, okay, never mind. (laughs) He takes them out and he puts them on the side, like sort of sits them up so they're just like asleep near the edge of the broken bridge. They're adorable. God, it's like precious moments. Zelf, with your knowledge nature check that you made studying this creature, it does have a spell-like ability that you can cook into a meal. I believe it has rusty oh, grasp. No. Oh no. So they are delicious. Self is gonna pull the rope up, he's gonna coil it up, he's gonna say to the team, Alright everyone, I have a serious question. Who here wants to be in my conscience? <laughs> what? Okay. Alright. Gremlins aren't always, but they can be delicious. But they're also quite intelligent. But they also have no representation in the elven courts. <laughs> They're also inherently evil, which is a count against them. Yeah, bro, I don't know how I feel about you cooking up evil, intelligent beings. I'm just looking for a yes or no. We could equivocate for days. Bro, they're too cute. I'm sorry. I gotta say no on this one. Got it. 
As much as Patty usually wants to represent the plight of the downtrodden, this little bastard laughed at her. <laughs> I think we should eat it. I think we should eat the gremlin. <laughs> oh no, we've got a split decision. It's the classic angel and devil. Oh no, we don't. This is not a decision. We don't have time. <laughs> this is a time to dungeon. Uh. We have less than an hour, and I would feel weird about you carrying a not yet dead gremlin in order to eat later. I'm just not on board with that. So you do bring up an excellent point, though, Zelf. These are evil beings, and then he coup de gras both of them. <laughs> oh. oh my god! <laughs> Fucking paladins, man! Holy shit! Now let's go. And so then he hands the dead, partially machete carved Kremlin <laughs> to self, and looks really pleased with himself, like he's like King Solomon. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, since it's tiny, Zelf just puts it away in his bag to render later. You know, his own sense of moral confusion just growing. Paul, double-click the gremlin for me. Oh, I saw the gremlin steak. Okay, can you take that? That's uh, amazing. Let me find out. Did you pre-program gremlin steaks? Oh, I did. I pre-programmed a lot of fucked up stuff for Paul. Wow, I was so looking forward to Astra being the most evil one in the party, but I can see that that's just not going to be the case. <laughs> You gotta earn it, Astro, all right? <laughs> you gotta eat some sentient beings. All right, you guys are back together as a group. What would you like to do? My vote is to go back to the intersection and continue on the path that would have been forward, which was toward the center of the dungeon. Patty strongly agrees with that suggestion. Second. Started. Let's go. And I think we should hustle a little just yeah. to make up a little house time. I'll have one more hustle left to use after this. Let's go, gang. Let's move. Good hustle back there with the gremlins, Patty. That was dope. Astra, make a spellcraft check. Ooh, that baby is nice. a solid 20. Nice. All right. So I will tell you, Zelf, when you look at your map, the entrance that you're standing in front of now is not on your map at all. Ooh. And on your map, it just continues to go straight. It doesn't have this little enclave that you've entered into. Astra, you can feel a strong magical aura coming from the entrance that you are not by, the other one to your right. Hmm. Zelf, you also know that straight ahead where Astra is now, that should be the center of the dungeon. Oh my god, I'm going to let him know, and I'm going to wonder out loud, perhaps one of our competitors has already been here. Yeah, I'm getting hmm. some uh, big magic beef from that other direction. And I think we should be vegetarian in this moment and move forward in the direction that we know is a direction. You're speaking my language. Ha <laughs> ha! Eyes on the prize, team. Eyes on the prize. Right. Good work, team. Let's go. Wait, I was going to slap everybody. So I've got an, another region slap. called Guidance that yes. gives the touched creature plus one on one attack roll saving throw or skill check. I'm realizing as I read this out loud that plus one is not that much, but I'm going to slap all of you with this. Yeah, yeah. Slap. 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 Slabam. I'm not just slapping it because it's fun. It's also magic. Things feel imminent. Johnny, as you barrel in ahead of everybody, you yeah. see all of the flags organized around one like rock that kind of outcrops in the center of this room. Well, shit. As soon as I see that, I just go for it. Yeah. Full on hustling. <laughs> as Johnny does. <laughs> His last use of hustle to grab the flag. Why don't you make a perception check, Johnny? All right. And so I have a minus five to this, right? Because of <laughs> hustling. <laughs> I thought it was because you were generally oblivious. Phew. I already have a minus one. So, Oh, but I rolled a natural oh, 20. Wow. 
Awesome. <laughs> Johnny, you notice two things. One, you notice that there's only one other flag that's missing, and that's the flag nice. that belongs to Glorahan's squad, oh, the Arcane so Casters. No. You also notice that there are two people waiting to ambush you. What? Baldwin and Bro are in this room, tucked <gasps> on the opposite side of the flags from you. Assholes. Hmm. If I grab the flag, they're going to run back. But my team's right behind me. It's runner. Interference. I will not be distracted fighting them over petty bro squabbles. So I'm going to go for the flag and then try and run back with my team. Bro is going to charge you. He's not going to get a surprise round on you. So I'll have you roll initiative and see if you can get in ahead of him. Yeah. Awesome. Ah, yeah. You get the <laughs> nice. first move. And like I'll come around and say, guys, we got to go. Bro and Bob went on my tail. Can I hand it off to one of the faster characters? Yeah, like absolutely. Astra. Astra! Oh boy, relay. I love track and field. And then I'll immediately turn around and try and prevent Bro and Baldwin from pursuing. Astra, Patty, Zelf, if you want to roll your initiative on the combat turn tracker. Do it, do it. Oh boy, oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> Yeah, Esther rolled a two and has a negative one to initiative because she's cursed so badly. So not great showing for her. <laughs> not a great showing for Astra. Yeah, as Johnny hands off the flag to Astra, the little stranger just like twists the flag around your legs. <laughs> oh. oh no, Gremlin! <laughs> I love the denial. I thought we filleted those. Zelf, what would you like to do, sir? Can Zelf take an action to take the flag for himself? Yeah, for sure. I love this. We're suddenly playing touch football. Then I'm going to move back as many squares as I can. So Zelf makes a run for it. Bro charges into the room and he's going to attempt to headbutt. Let's go, bro! Bro! (laughs) Please do not headbutt Patty or I. Johnny. 21. Oh yeah, Johnny's got armor for days, man. The 16 didn't hit, but his bull rush does damage on its own. So his bull rush is 28 at you. Does he have to hit with the first one to be able to use the combat maneuver? No, it's like a monk's flurry, but he can use combat maneuvers in it. Okay, cool. My CMD is 20. You are a big dude, Johnny, and bro is short. He's a little five foot tall dwarf, but he is built like a rock. He has this elaborate dwarven helmet on. Bro charges straight at you, attempts to headbutt you, but misses. However, just the force of his impact sends you flying back five feet. He's a human shockwave. Uh, uh, uh. I love that their team is like all sports. Here's yeah. a football guy. I think it's great. <laughs> he hits you for 11 damage. Dang. And Patty, it is your turn. Oh, so I'm not allowed to hit him with my machete, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Stabbing him to death. I'm looking at what other strengths (laughs) there are that Patty can play to. Would Patty be able to, like, smush herself into a little crevasse and avoid him as a little rat who can fit her body through anything her skull can fit through? Yeah. There's an action called, uh, like, full defense, where basically you don't do anything for your turn, but it raises your AC quite a bit. 
So I'll say that you get your normal plus four bonus for doing that. And then we'll give you another plus one, like trying to pack yourself in as a little rat. That's what I want to do. Little rat things. Awesome. (laughs) So Patty burrows. (laughs) Patty burrows out of the way. Baldwin enters. He is holding what looks like a hockey stick for like the sport that's popular in Irisol. It's called the triad striker, this stick that he's holding. I'll have him make a perception check to see if he sees where the flag is or if he's just going to assume that Johnny still has it. So we'll say a DC 15. Oh, that was close. 14, <laughs> not quite. Dangerously close. That actually seems very fair. I like that a lot. He is going to assume that it is still in the possession of Johnny. Bring it. He is going to make a called shot. He's going to specifically try and nail you in the leg. And when he does that, Ooh. he's not going to deal damage to you. He is going to reduce your speed if he hits. Baldwin, what the <sighs> hell, man? So he's going to reduce your speed by 10 for 1d4 rounds if he hits. 21 is your target, so. Don't feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Uh, the striker doesn't seem to damage your kneecaps when he was going to for. He was going to, like, Tanya Harding you? <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Astra, what would you like to do? Astra drops a spell of hers called Obscuring Mist. Ooh. Yes. Uh, a mist vapor arises Ooh. around you. It is stationary. It obscures all sight, including dark vision beyond five feet. A creature five feet away has concealment, so attacks have a 20% chance to miss. And farther away, they have a 50% chance to miss. Cloud spreads in a 20-foot radius from you, 20 feet high, and it should last for four minutes. So I drop this, and I think what it looks like is a really elaborate, almost vaudevillian wind-up for a sneeze. (laughs) Where Astro goes... (laughs) Awesome. And then out from that comes just this big burst of obscuring mist that just blankets the entire area. And through that fog, I think she also wants to fall back towards Zelf. One of us is going to get completely lost. As long as it's not the person with the flag. Well, we've all four of us got to be present at the exit. Yeah, we have to exit together. Oh, that's right. No man left behind. Uh, We're friends. Come on. Best friends. Zelf, what would you like to do? Uh, Zelf is going to hand Astra the flag. Oh, boy. And he wants to use a spell called Elemental Touch. So, quick question. Yep. When I cast it, I have the option of choosing different elemental effects. Which would be the least likely to leave marks (laughs) where somebody could make the case that they were interfered with? I'm thinking probably cold. Oh, man. We are bending the rules. If I were to beat this person with an orange or a roll of quarters, which would leave the fewest bruises, Justin? Just saying. How does that spell work? Is it just spell damage or does it give your normal attacks? It deals d6 damage of the type and it has an additional effect for cold. It can potentially fatigue. I'll do it like normal non-lethal rules. So if you take a minus four to your melee touch attack, then you can deal damage non-lethally and not leave a mark. Great. I'm going (laughs) to prepare a cold energy, probably one of my prepared sorbets, maybe a raspberry. Uh, And I take a lick of that and my hand starts to glitter with a frosty sheen. If anybody comes up, then I'll be in place to attack them with the spell. So good. All right. Johnny, what do you want to do? I'm going to take 
a five foot step back and I'm going to, as a swift action, I'm going to lay on hands to heal myself for some, some health. Give me some health back. I got five back. And then I'm going to cast True Strike on myself. And that's the end of my turn. Awesome. Bro. So he's going to attempt to overrun you, Patty. So he is just going to try to, like, trample you because he is going after. Although, actually, you took that defensive action. We'll say that because you made yourself so small that you don't take any damage from this. Oh, it's good to be small. Does she pass through my threatened area at all to go to Zelf? Yes. All right. I want to take an attack of opportunity against him. Justin, he's still in the range of that obscuring mist, right? Does that affect his attack or Johnny's attack of opportunity? 20% chance to miss. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got a 45 to hit. Good <laughs> Lord. Well, I, I, can't, I had true strike. And so my next attack roll gets a plus 20. I feel like with that, you can just like hammer your way through the walls of the dungeon <laughs> to the exit. Unless mist gets in the way. I rolled a d10 and did one or two as a miss. All right. I am going to cry real tears here. All right. I'll deal 24 <laughs> subdual damage to bro as I bean him in the back after he runs over my rat friend and then tries to punch my <laughs> other friend. I can't even believe you. Zelf, what is your CMD? 16. So he is going to attempt to bull rush you. I feel like he's gonna. I think he does. <laughs> yeah. I think he certainly has. By a bunch. Just brutal. But he hits oh. the wall. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it's yes! misted. Yes! Yes! Mist. It. <laughs> Good mist sounds. Bro is full of rage. He sees the flag getting away from him. We use our red flag like we're bullfighting. Yeah. (laughs) He plows right over Patty, but she's so small. Through the mist, he doesn't even see Johnny coming. Yeah, out of the mist. (laughs) A huge (laughs) amount of damage. He's so disoriented. He strikes the wall. He misses Zelf. And it is Patty's turn. Patty's gonna start just making a break for it towards the exit. Patty, if you run past Bro like that, he will get an attack of opportunity, it's called on you. So you're going through his threatened area. Can I sneak past him? You can make an acrobatics check uh, to kind of like lively dodge around him. Let's try it. <laughs> Patty's feeling brave. You'll need a 21. Oh, not quite, but he <laughs> nope. might miss you. Could get missed it, that's true. And he's going to roll a d10. No. So as you try to sneak by him, he headbutts you for seven damage. Oh, no. Patty, these people won't listen to reason. We've got to fight our way out. You do pass him, though, Caitlin, so you don't get stopped or anything. Then it's Baldwin's turn. Attempt to do the same thing to you, Zelf, that he attempted to do to Johnny a second ago and slow your speed. I doubt that that hits, right? Nine? No, my AC is 17. All right. Yeah, he's not having much luck, and it is Astra's turn. Oh, boy. I do just want us to fall back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing is I do have hold person. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to cast hold person on bro. Awesome. They become paralyzed and freeze in place. They can attempt to save at the end of every round on its turn. It lasts one round per level, so it'll last four rounds 
a saving throw will negates it. Beautiful. I bet his will is not very high. I bet that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The DC for this will be 16. Astra, your spell strikes bro, and he is paralyzed in place. Zelf, what do you want to do? Oh, man. So Baldwin attacked me. I am going to try to strike him with my ice hand. Okay. What does it look like, Paul? Do you lick your fingers with, like, the frosty raspberry sorbet? (laughs) And then, like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm imagining, like, a salt-based sprinkle of ice, maybe. (laughs) Oh, I also want to use studied combat on him. So Zelf has spent a lot of time in his combat meal apprenticeship. My studied combat ability basically lets me size up ingredients works just as well against his enemies, can assess the metal of my opponent to take advantage of gaps in talent and training, knowing just where to strike, and that just lets me get half my investigator level as a bonus to my attack rolls. Perfect. Zelf, as you study Baldwin, you realize that you know his kind very well. This type of spoiled, bratty, noble kid is known for coming through the restaurant district in Mjolnir, just being an absolute terror, insulting waitstaff, sending back food, tips poorly. Did I say that? Ooh. It's implied. <laughs> Did I say that? He does. That makes Zell feel great about what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus two for my studied combat total of plus eight. Nice. That's a 26. Yeah, Boom. that hits. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to use my inspired strike feat, which lets me expend inspiration to deal extra damage. Nice. Uh, total of 12 damage, and he has to take a fortitude save. DC 16. It's not too bad for him, but that is not going to be enough. So what happens to him? Okay, he becomes fatigued. It takes eight hours of rest to recover, and he can't charge or run. Awesome. Nice. So he runs up and swings his hockey stick at Zelf. Zelf probably stands up on one leg to, you know, jump (laughs) out of the way like it's a rat or something. And then he'll reach out, touch him square on the chest, and arcs of frost will lance out and vile raspberry colors and flavors (laughs) uh, and just bring him to an aching freezing halt he's probably shivering chattering his teeth awesome and self will say hey cool it hell yeah johnny it is your turn one of your combatants is paralyzed fully the other one is frozen over what do you want to do i want to go hit the frozen one (laughs) (laughs) johnny this guy shatter that popsicle this lawful good paladin Kicking Marley's down. That's what the guy in good would tell you. I'm not taking it back. A 15. You do hit. I do? Yes. Okay. Let me roll up for Obscuring Mist then. You wouldn't have hit him except for the fatigue. Dropped his AC. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> After all that. The fickle mist gods. Uh, and I'm obscured. Uh, so that's, that's it for my turn. Whoosh. Oh, no. <laughs> So much for being a luck paladin. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, you guys didn't see anything. No, we didn't because it was misted. Bro can't do anything. Patty, what do you want to do? I'm like thinking like for the good of the group here, what can I do? I'm trying to keep the big picture in mind. Run. I guess I'm just going to run. Yeah. I would love to be able to like smash the wall and make boulders fall down and block his path. But again, as a small rat person, I feel like that's probably not an option and I should just run. Now you fail. Yeah. Don't you have craft traps, Caitlin? I have booby traps actually. Yes. 
what kind of booby trap is it? Is it like a bear trap or is it like the kind of thing where you step in it and then you turn upside down? It's, that is exactly what it is. It is a yes. cartoon ankle noose. <laughs> Classic Bugs Bunny snare. I think snare is probably a better term than ankle noose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't quite find it. You really get a window into Patty's mind there. I've rolled a 14 on my booby trap. If you don't take a movement, if you stay here and work on it, I'll still give it to you. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on my booby trap right at this little intersection where I am now. Okay, great. Baldwin, his skin is like lightly frosted over. He's fuming. He (laughs) drops his hockey stick, his striker, and he removes quickly two razor-sized knives. Ooh. And he does it with some finesse, even fatigued. And he is going to dual wield these and make an attack at you. Oof, so lovely. it looks like his second one was a critical, but it doesn't confirm, I'm assuming. Yeah, my AC is 17. So I will now roll two D10s. So a 22 and a 28 were rolled in these flurry of dual wielding razors. <laughs> and the mist does not save him as they carve into him. <laughs> like a boning knife. Zelf, you take... 12 damage total. Yikes. And it's Astro's turn. Both these boys are pretty out of commission, in her opinion, right now, but <laughs> only for a very limited amount of time. So Astra, who has the flag, is going to bail. And as she's running, she says, hey, let's do this thing. Hey, everybody, come on. PSA, I'm at one hit point. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Okay, here's yeah. what she's uh, going to do. She's going to say that. She's going to slap Zelf with a cure mod. Did you manually just put damage in? I did. Did you also do it? Yeah, it'll auto do it for oh, me. Okay, so I accidentally doubled his damage. Yes. Ah, wait, so what's your health at? In that case, I'm at roughly half. Okay, you're fine, baby. Walk it off. <laughs> how, actually, how is Johnny doing? I can heal myself as a swift action, so I've been slowly gaining hit points. As the combat has gone on. Each time rubbing himself with the spa treatment. (laughs) Just that self-rub down, you know. Oh, fine. (laughs) I'm going to cast ghost sound, which allows me to create a volume of sound that rises, recedes, approaches, or remains at a fixed place. I'm going to create the sound of footsteps leading towards that pathway that leads down that was next to the uh, Adventure Guild Mm -hmm. member. So she's doing that and she's just yelling, you know, to for the group to follow her. I think we should bail on these boys and not murder them. That's controversial opinion, I know, but... Awesome. Zelf, what do you want to do? Zelf is going to reach into his pack and he's going to hand something to Johnny. This is another magical meal. Uh, I'm going to say that this is like a power bar, you know, <laughs> homemade. It's got nutritious ingredients it's made from nuts from the woods and it really gives you (laughs) that punch when you need it the spell is called line breaker the ability (laughs) is you gain a 20 foot bonus to your base speed when charging awesome (laughs) do i have to spend an action to activate it it does take an action to chow down i can't do that for you sadly (laughs) but zelf will say here take this in case you need to catch up and then he will move down the hallway uh, should I make an acrobatics check to avoid an attack of opportunity from disengaging? Yes. I will add inspiration to that. Yeah, you're good, Zelf. You've got it away. Johnny, you're the last one back here, buddy. What do you want to do? All right. Looks like we're moving. I feel like I'm still the rear guard. I'm definitely slower 
So I'm gonna take a swing at Baldwin and then start moving. I'll, and I'll I'll eat whatever attack opportunity yeah. wants to make of me. Okay. Yeah. Does an 18 hit? 18 does hit. Yes. I deal 21 subdual damage to him. Awesome. He is knocked unconscious, Johnny. <laughs> and I'll say, <laughs> Hey, if you wake up, look for a ring. Somebody lost it. And I'm gonna go catch up with Patty. So do we hear the ghost sound and we get confused thinking that Astra has left out of a different hallway than the one we came in? I mean, you fucking had better not. <laughs> <laughs> now Patty's trying to remember how to get to the exit. That's part of the problem here. Oh my god. Rats have got to get some kind of maze bonus, right? That... <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> if they don't, they should. <laughs> so we had, what, one other team had grabbed their flag before us, right? That's right, correct. Right. But who knows what mischief they ran into on their way out. It's true. Possible. Well, gang, looks like we've got a flag. We can go ahead and plant it outside, or if we want, could look around for that ring. What are y'all thinking? Are there rules against going back into the dungeon after we leave with the flag? If you stayed in Arrow Peak, you could just go in like anybody else could go in. So we could potentially go back in for the ring after we go back out for our results. I don't see why not. Is that your vote, Zelf? It feels like we've got the flag, and we know where the exit is, and we don't know where the ring is. He could have the ring in his pocket and not have realized it. I definitely have to come back and look for it, though. I told him I would. But right now, we got to walk this into the end zone team. We should go. <laughs> Eyes on the prize. Why don't you eat that and then pick Patty up and carry her? And then we'll all move Aww. a little faster. I'm so small. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. I'm really hoping Patty is just like tucked under your arm like a football. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Astra's going to give Patty the flag. Yee. Feels more triumphant this way for some reason. Assuming we don't come across any other adventures, I think we're just going to backtrack the exact way we came as quickly okay. as possible. Yes, right. agreed. So Johnny is moving 10 feet faster. So you guys can move six apiece because we're carrying Patty as well. I love that I'm being carried right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is my ideal situation. One, two, three, four, five, six. So that's four minutes to get out of here. I'll take it. I feel like we did good, but now I'm worried we didn't do good. <laughs> 22 minutes, that's pretty awesome, honestly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The four of you start running back the way that you came, trying not to spill while you double-check your bento. (laughs) (laughs) When suddenly from behind you, you hear thundering footsteps, and Bro appears from the mist, Ah! no longer paralyzed. But he barely gets two steps out of the purple smoke before he is caught in Patty's trap. Oh, snap. His ankle noosed. (laughs) Eventually, you see the light from the torches marking the hallway that you entered from. You cross the finish line directly into an excited mob of guild members, tapped Warsaws there, cheering louder than anyone, rooting for all the squads equally. And you're also welcomed back by Glorahan's squad. You have come in second (gasps) place. Oh, bitch. They are... Sitting there waiting for you. Glorahan reaches out to Astra to shake your hand and says, good game. Yeah, great game. So happy that you guys won. (laughs) Not at all taking it personally. (laughs) (laughs) Good game. Well played. (laughs) She shakes her hand. (laughs) You are told that there's going to be a winner ceremony once everybody exits the dungeon. But until then, you're just invited to go up to the guild and enjoy some festivities. 
A bittersweet second place. <laughs> I, know. I think that's a pretty respectable showing for this ragtag. Bittersweet. Dum-dum. Disappointing. We never should have stopped to talk to those people. <laughs> any of them. Any of the people we talk to. Self definitely feels that there's only one first place. First loser <laughs> of the second places. Guys, honestly, it was a really good effort. Like, I think we'll do better next time, right? I'm never coming back here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about this free whispering wand that I've got that I'm never giving back to Cassian. (laughs) The cadets of the top three squads, Miss Morns, Windstars, and your own, are ushered to the second floor of the Adventurers Guild. As you pass the other cadets, you're offered congratulations from most of them. A rough pat on the back from Tafta Warsaw, who's just super happy for you. Baldwin less so. He and Bro are kind of standing apart from the crowd. Johnny gives them a smoldering glare, but he doesn't say anything. Because that wouldn't be cool to, like, rat them out, like, in front of the higher-ups. I feel like a smoldering glare means he's like, hey, big boys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, they're icy, though, so that's just going to melt them. I just want to know what angle Johnny's taking here. (laughs) Man, steam is pouring out of his ears. It's not hot and steamy. Johnny, when you give your glare at them, Baldwin... Baldwin is just smug still, but bro, you can tell, is feeling very guilty. He's just looking at his feet, disappointed with himself, disappointed that he let you down. There's not a lot on the guild's second floor. It's really just used for storage, but there is access to a large balcony. You can hear, like, the rowdy cheering outside from the crowd. Archmage Venturi, Commanders Mistmorn and Windstar are also up here. Mistmorn pulls you aside when she sees you. She says... Allow me to speak for Commander Flaskforge as well when I say your time in the dungeon was very impressive. I'm sure he has a good reason for not being here to tell you so himself. Yeah, I bet. Real eager to get to know us. Suddenly a hush falls over the group that you're with as a trio of very important people are escorted past you with a group of, like, soldiers. Cassian's squad immediately stands at attention, and you can make a local check, a nobility check, or a history check to recognize these people. Feels like a Patty moment to shine. Patty is willing, <laughs> but doesn't know how. <laughs> A uh, role knowledge would be what you're... Uh, it means that she doesn't have any trained knowledge skills, I bet. Yeah, Does she that, might Are you calling me stupid? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm saying that you don't belong any of the highfalutin white ivory towers, you know? Like, I mean, that is true. You're more of a rat of the streets. I'm of the people, that's right. <laughs> so you don't have any knowledge, Caitlin, so that might be something to think about. <laughs> Fill my empty head. You're a dum-dum, so maybe think about what a dum-dum you are. <laughs> Who rolled that? That was me. I rolled um, I rolled in my knowledge history, because I do have that, except that I did roll a one, so functionally, I don't. I want to do local. Ooh. Uh, 17 is more than enough. Zelf, you recognize that this is the queen of Berwyn herself, <laughs> uh, and at her side is her son, Prince Erling. And a young lady, Camilla Marth, who is the daughter of Duke Marth. Oh. Queen Davenhall, she wears this outrageous, ornate dress and a matching headpiece that more than doubles her size. She's just yeah. a normal-sized woman, but she's oh. humongous wearing oh, this gown. Yeah. Amazing. The amount of <laughs> embellishments and gems on it, she like requires two of the soldiers to literally <laughs> help her move forward. Yeah. 
She doesn't make eye contact with anyone, but it's also not clear if she's physically able to angle her head in order to do that. <laughs> Erlene and Camilla, they are like straight out of a Disney movie. They're beautiful and charismatic, but like in a very bland way. After they exit to the balcony, you guys are brought out behind them. And there's like a raised podium that has the spot for first, second, third. And you guys are moved into your marks onto the second place stand. And once you're situated, Queen Davenhall addresses the crowd. And while she speaks, Camilla walks around and places medals around each of your neck. Uh, and she hands each of you a small bag that has 100 gold in it. Well, Zelf has stage fright. So during the award ceremony, he just stands and sweats. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know there's nothing Patty likes better than an award ceremony honoring her. <laughs> queen Davenhall, she speaks to the crowd. She says, it is my great honor as your queen to announce the winners of the 23rd annual Arrow Peak competition. And there's cheering and clapping and shouting from the crowd below you. Zelf, it's terrifying. <laughs> In third place, the squad selected and trained by Rakiel Windstar herself, the general of the Royal Berwyn Army. Where she goes, greatness follows, and the people of Arrow Peak know that better than most. And there's huge cheering for General Windstar, who's a local legend. She freed this place from Riscarian control during the war. Johnny, you know that. She steps next to you guys, and she's less enthusiastic here, but she, she still says warmly. In second place, the squad of Bavel Flaskforge, who pulled himself up from modest roots in rural Resgris to become a highly respected astronomer here in Berwyn. And then she gets to Miss Morn's squad, and she is even less enthused. <laughs> In first place, the squad of Adrian Miss Morn of Erosia. You may have noticed several other things different about this year's event. That's because what you're witnessing is not just a game, but the first public appearance of the restored Shadow End. <laughs> cookbook party this is a totally new podcast and we're still trying to find people who are going to listen to it and like it and maybe stick with it for the long term so if you liked it you could do me a favor and send it to somebody else you think would like it and maybe give us a positive review or post on a, a forum do, if you still are in forums go to your favorite chat room and drop a link to this podcast to, to let other people in that chat room listen to it as well Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf the Elf, me, Jenna Steber, as Astra Blep, and Justin Green as DM and World Builder. Executive produced by Jenna Steber, and this episode was edited by Justin Green. You can also find us on Twitter at BCB Party. Have a good evening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.